from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. We're going to chat with Matt Brown of Extra Points here in just a little bit. So Matt Brown from Extra Points, uh, it's a college it's a college newsletter. Uh, I subscribe to it. He does a fantastic job. If you're interested in the business of sports, then you would absolutely enjoy this newsletter. And Matt has been on the forefront of the NCAA football reboot. Um, you know, there's been a long there's been a we haven't had an NCAA tournament game. We haven't had an NCAA tournament game since, I think, 2014. And that, I think, that, who was it? Who was it? It was the Michigan quarterback who was on the cover of that NCAA tournament game, and it's escaping me, but that's neither here nor there. Um, we, didn't, we don't have a college football anymore because the schools, as we know, didn't want to share any of the money with the players. But things are different now. Name, image, and likeness exists. And not having the video games was a big prompt for this to actually happen. Now that there's name, image, and likeness, you see universities going out of their way to foster these collectives that can get guys money. EA is back in the game, so to speak. And it'll be curious to see what this new football game looks like whenever it is it comes out. So Matt Brown from Extra Points is joining us now on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. And he's he's like the number one source for all things EA Sports NCAA football. Matt, what's going on, man? Hey, thanks for having me on. It's been a it's been a wild forty eight hours, that's for sure. It has. It really, really has. So let's let's get to for this almost like a like a Cliff Notes version of why we're here. As a reminder for folks why we don't have NCAA football by EA Sports since I think the 2014 edition. Why don't yeah. we have it? We, we we certainly it's not because of a lack of of demand. You know, EA Sports has wanted to continue to put out this game every year. The big reason was uh, they got sued in the uh, in the Ed O'Bannon case for NCAA for the the video game using current player likenesses without compensating them. EA said, okay, sure, that's fine. We're happy to cut the check. The NCAA <laughs> said, no. If EA cuts checks for being in the video game, then they won't be amateurs anymore, and we'll, we'll declare them ineligible. So the game just then didn't happen. Now that the uh, NIL is something that is allowed, uh, paying an athlete for their likeness to appear in a commercial or Instagram ad or a video game is permitted. So EA Sports said, wonderful. Let's go make the game again. And uh, they've been working on it really ever since. So I think at what at one point last year or earlier this year, EA Sports had actually put out an image saying that college football is coming back. EA Sports college football. It was interesting that it was college football, not NCAA football. Uh, but we can get into the into the weeds on that. There was no actual date given, but I know based on your reporting, there was an idea that it was going to come out in 2023. Uh, but now, based on what EA Sports had been telling the licensees, you know, the collegiate sports uh, licenses that it is not going to happen until 2024? Is that is that what's going on? Yeah, that, that's right. And it, it is correct. And uh, I, I saw that the, the head of EA in, in an interview with ESPN this morning said, like, listen, hey, anybody that was telling you that it was coming out in 2023, you know, that's just rumor and conjecture. Uh, we never said it was coming out, so don't call it a delay. And, like, <laughs> that's technically true, but it's also complete baloney. Because, like, I didn't make up the fact that it was coming out in 2023 – uh, I got that from examining the proposal that they sent out to every single school. And I have documentation, like receipts, 
from this summer saying, yes, we're still on track to be, come out in 2023. And then when reporters would call up EA and say, mm-hmm. hey, uh, you know, not just me. Hey, I couldn't help but examine these documents through FOIA that says it's coming out next summer. Is that accurate? And they would go, yeah, just don't, just don't attribute that to me directly. So to insinuate to, to ESPN that, that this date came out of weirdo message boards and not actual PDF receipts, yeah. uh, that's, that's frustrating to me. I didn't, I didn't appreciate that. Matt Brown, Extra Points is the newsletter. I'm a subscriber. It's a great newsletter for those who are interested in the business of college sports. I think this is the part where I ask you to tell the story about how you discovered EA Sports was back in the college football video game business. How did that happen? So I, I, yeah, I have to. I have to be honest. Like, it was an accident. <laughs> um, it was a total accident. And I mean, like, listen, like, I, I love this video game. I am. Uh, I'm. I, I. I still play sports video games regularly. It's not the, these are the only video games I have time to play anymore yeah. with with little kids. Um, but you know, I've. I've. I have the Xbox 360, like, literally in my office. But I was working on a story two years ago about universities uh, incre- becoming increasingly aggressive in licensing their own beer, like I understand mm-hmm. NC State has done. and Yeah, old, old tough. A bunch, bunch of other places. It makes, it makes a lot of sense, even as a, a teetotaler here myself. And so I was you know, submitting requests to look at emails between the CLC, which is the licensing agent for most universities and their departments. And um, I just so happened to get the project proposal for the video game, which was surprisingly in-depth. It's like four pages long, and it explains how much money the schools get from licensing and when the game is going to be coming out, all sorts of details. And I'm like, well, shoot, we have to write about this. Yeah. And then as I started to understand who in the university you know, works in, in the producing the images for that and what kinds of IP is involved, my sourcing grew. And, and next thing I knew, this ended up becoming one of the three or four core beats of my entire business. <laughs> hey, man, people are thirsty for this video to game to come back. It's simple as that. No, no I, I tell every AD I talk to, I, listen, I know that you haven't played a video game since Tetris, but there is no <laughs> detail that is too minute for people on the Internet to care. And I was basically like begging these, some of these schools that are, you know, are like when they're like two and eight and they're about to fire their coach and they're desperate for any kind of good news. I'm like, listen. Now is the perfect time to start leaking your stadium images. Now is the time to start t- talking about, you know, which songs you're going to put in this game, yeah, yeah. you know, to shift the narrative a little bit because the the appetite is just insatiable. I love it. I love it. Matt Brown, Extra Points is the newsletter. I highly recommend you subscribe to it for fun tidbits like this. All right, we'll close on this. Do we have a reason why? Has a, has a reason been given to you why there's been a delay? Or is this, as somebody who actually keeps up with game industry news, is this just a classic crunch of what we've been seeing with uh, post-COVID game development? Everything seems to be getting delayed these days for a variety of reasons. Uh, it, the, the latter is much more the case here. Okay. So I've seen a lot of speculation that this was, a, this was a, a, about NIL licensing, uh, and I am told that that is a part of it, but it's not the most significant part. The most significant part, you're right, is – the development of this project was slowed by COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was slowed by supply chain disruptions and lack of talent, you know, in, in the beginning of this cycle. And I, I can't stress this enough. I cannot promise to everybody here that this game is going to be good. I understand why EA has the reputation that it does as a company. I bought the, I bought Mass Effect Andromeda. I get it. These guys have a bad reputation for a reason. Yeah. But it has been made abundantly clear to me but this project is not going to be just a Madden reskin. Mm-hmm. And the, the and the bit you know, the, I've been told basically like if you wanted to do that, 
If you wanted to create some bare bones recruiting structure and just slap Ohio State's helmet on the Madden engine, this game would have, this game would be out. Yeah. But the reason um, we're, we're we're taking so much time here is because you can't really do that. The football product for college football is very different from the football product for the NFL. Mm-hmm. And to go back to what you had mentioned a couple of minutes ago, I think it's important for consumers to realize that it's you know the fact that NCAA is not on the title here is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like the people at EA look at the next, the college football relaunch here as new IP. This is not just a continuation of NCAA, you know, 10, 11, 13, 14. They want to, co- they want to redo this. And you, because you can't, you don't get a chance to rebuild a video game from the ground up every single year. You've got to nail the first one. So this, as best as it's been explained to me so far, it's very much a, um, we want to make the best game we possibly can. And that's why it's delayed not so much a we're having a problem with Notre Dame's licensing department. Matt Brown, Extra Points, subscribe to the newsletter. Matt, we appreciate it, man. Uh, Have fun dealing with your mentions and a bunch of people mad that the game is (laughs) not coming out until 2024. No, hey, it's, it's it's my pleasure, friends. If you, if you could just remind people, um, I'm not the guy responsible for this. You know, I, I I am not delaying the game. I'm just the guy you know writing it. Um, I would appreciate that. All right, Matt, I appreciate it, man. Take it easy. Are you ready for the big game at the Designery? We can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of the Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening. We're scheduled to open May 16th. And do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at thedesignery.com. It's the OG. I'm Joe Ovias. Gilio's out today. He'll be back tomorrow. Dennis Cox is the producer of this program. We'll catch up with Austin Deleuze, former soccer player, NCFC Get his thoughts on the 1-1 tie yesterday in the World Cup against Wales. But let's answer some Hey Joe questions. Joe cracked the dog, uh. All right, this first one comes from Josh. Hey, Joe, what local coach and a reporter do you want to see go back and forth on Twitter like Lane Kiffin did last night? Well, clearly it would have to be Gillio. I, 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 oh, yeah, I, want, I want Gillio to be beefing with a coach openly. That would be hilarious yes. to me. Uh, yeah, what Josh is referencing was something that happened overnight. There was a television reporter who had tweeted out that he had sources that Lane Kiffin is going to be the next coach at Auburn and that he actually is not going to coach the Egg Bowl. He's out, and uh, off he goes to Auburn. Now, Lane Kiffin tweeted that out, retweeted it with, that's news to me, and then rather than keep it moving, he decided to type up a letter saying that this news anchor was leaving his post to go to another television station to be their lead anchor, Uh, but the sources, he was making fun of the report, and that's where we're at now. So to answer the question, who would I want Gilio beefing with? Like openly like this? Steve Forbes, Wake Forest. Oh, okay. I feel I feel like the Wake Forest basketball coach could okay. actually give Gilio He could go toe to toe with Gilio, I think. I think he could. I think he could. I think okay, he could. That's an interesting. All right. The other coaches I don't think they would want to I don't think they want to play the game. I think Steve Forbes would. Yeah. All right. Next up. Nope. No, nope, I was going to say, that d- please tell me we don't have breaking news. I don't know what it is. My, my, okay. This this thing, uh, apparently everything here wants to break down. Apparently it's also sick, like Joe Gillian. Like, there it is. That's what you get for coughing on the equipment. Uh, apparently. All right. This one comes from Roger. Hey, Joe, why does this feel like Dave Doran's final days? I think he's one very bad game away versus UNC to seeing his tenure come to an end. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I look. 
I get the frustration that's built this season for Dave Doran at NC State, but I'm telling you right now, if Dave Doran is not the coach at NC State next season, it's not because he got fired. He's not getting fired. Even if they lose to Carolina, or they lose to Carolina badly on Friday, mm. he ain't getting fired straight up. Dave Doran has a job at NC State as long as he wants at this point. At least that's my understanding. It's not even my understanding. Why would they fire him? They've had consistency in that program, disappointing season aside. Now, if Dave Doran takes an assessment of where he is in his career and his time at NC State, and he looks at this season that was built for his most successful season, and this kind of ends up being his ceiling, or last year might have been his ceiling, and he decides to take another job, that would not shock me. That would not shock me in the least. The question is, how is this going to play out? And the one thing to keep an eye on, it's not that Dave Doran's going to leave for Nebraska because he's the top choice. He would leave for Nebraska if other people say no. It's the same situation that happened at Tennessee. It's it's the thing to keep an eye on sometimes is not necessarily who leaves for what school and what that opens up. It's who says no to some of these big jobs mm -hmm. that become available. And if that's the case, I could see Dave Dorn leaving. I think we got time for one more. Yeah. All right, this last one comes from Matt. Hey, Joe, uh, Tuoe won the NCAA cross-country yeah. championships at a 515-mile pace. Can any among y'all hit a 515 pace over <laughs> any distance? All right, so when I was in I was in the best running shape possible. At my best running shape, that was in March of 2020 before the pandemic. Okay. I want to say I ran a mile at like 5:30, 5:40 and I was gassed. Nice. Like I was done. I just wanted to see how fast I could do it. Um so, yeah, to answer the question, there's nothing that I can do at a 5.15 pace. Nothing. Well, he said over any distance, so we can talk about like a 40 here. Oh, a 40? I mean, it'll be a slow, but maybe. Now, I don't even know if that could be the pace. I really yeah. don't. I really don't. Look, it's impressive. Uh, NC State had a good weekend in cross-country track and field, and obviously uh, North Carolina women win another mm -hmm. field hockey championship this past weekend. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, former NCFC superstar, Wake Forest legend, Austin Deleuze joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Austin, what's up, man? How we doing? Super Bowl. It's your Super Bowl time. Soccer Super Bowl. Let's go. <laughs> Don't minimize it like that. You know, it's, it's offensive. Uh, you know what? That's a good point because this is bigger than the Super Bowl. That's why so many people had their... A lot of a lot of things and emotions tied up in the U.S. men's national team uh, and this debut of the reboot, the youth movement against Wales. And I feel like the result, the the tie, for my casual soccer brain, I'm thinking, hey, good, right? But I, I feel like this is a Rorschach test for a lot of people and what you see in that one-one tie. What did what did you see yesterday against Wales? Yeah, I think you know, in a vacuum, um, not not. A bad result not the worst result in the world um get a point out of your first game you know that's okay uh but i think with the context of how the game went and how dominant we were through the first half um 
that's where the disappointment comes in that we weren't able to to see out the result and and get all three points, which I think would have been huge uh, yeah. based on how England looked in, in the previous game. So, um, you know, soccer fans are not the most measured folks. Uh, so, <laughs> I hadn't noticed. I hadn't noticed. So I guess I guess the question that I have is what changed you know they they were aggressive the u.s was aggressive um they they had some near misses early on but then then they took advantage of their own break right with the tim way goal um which uh, the pass to way was the thing that really was the the beautiful thing in that in that setup so is that a matter of wales kind of settling down understanding all right let's just play back and and, and force them into uh trying to set things up half field or did they just expend so much energy that they didn't really have any more juice by the time they got to the 80th minute and they took a bad penalty yeah i think that was definitely a little bit of it um you know we had to take off a, a couple of our, our key players in the middle of the field and weston mckinney and Eunice musa who both looked like they were kind of struggling for mm -hmm. for fitness um and that absolutely had an, an effect on on the game um and Wales did make some adjustments that I think helped them quite a bit. They brought on Kiefer Moore, who, who's, you know, six foot five. They put him up top and, and they were able to control things a little bit better with him up there. Um, but ultimately, like, I think it, it really comes down to, to our ability to execute. Um, you know, in the second half, we our decision making, our, our quality of play on, on the break and in transition was just really, really poor. Um, and like you said, that's where the goal came from in the first half was a quick yeah. counter, some, some really nice, uh, interplay between Josh Sargent and Christian Pulisic and a great finish from, from Tim Weah. Um, and that quality just wasn't there in the second half. Austin Deleuze joining us here on the OG. I'm Joe Ovias. Gilio out today. He'll be back tomorrow. Uh, the World Cup continues to roll on. The United States will be back in action on Friday against England. As you mentioned earlier, uh, they did quick work on Iran 6-2. to two. And I guess this is where the math comes into play, right? I don't think anybody expects the U.S. to beat England. Uh, I think the last time, I think the last time the U.S. beat a European team in World Cup play was in 2002. I think I have that right. And you got to go back at time. I think you go back to the 60s for the other time after that. So it doesn't happen very often. This is a stacked English team, right? So it all kind of comes down to, to Iran. Right, and that's where the math comes into the equation. I mean, do you base what the U.S. can do based on what England did to them yesterday, 6-2? Or is that more about England than it is Iran? Um, I think it's a little bit more about England. Uh, they they looked very, very strong. Um, mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we, we know England's quality on paper. They have some of the best players in the world. Um, but it's always with them about, you know, are they going to put it together? Uh, and they put it together yesterday. And I think that's yeah. um, really concerning for, for, for American fans because I think the last thing you want is a team with that much talent um, playing with confidence and, and, uh, and, and that kind of like, you know, oomph. Like, they, mm -hmm. you know, you score six goals, you're going to be feeling good. Um, and so that's concerning, I think. Um, I would love to see England blow whales away as well i think that would be helpful to us at this point um and yeah you know another big concern for me from the game yesterday is that the u.s just really didn't create a ton of quality chances like almost none um yeah. outside of the goal and so if we're gonna start relying on like math and and goal differential um man it's gonna be 
tough because I don't see us scoring a, a ton of goals. Austin Deleuze joining us here on the OG. I'm Joe Ovias. Gilio out today. We'll be back tomorrow. Austin Deleuze, formerly NCFC. So I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm trying to find the right way to phrase it with the U.S. and not it be. Uh, condescending to what they're trying to do this year, right? This is your opportunity for these players. But I feel like having missed the World Cup was the necessary catalyst to make some very needed changes to the program. And they went with the youth movement this year. And I feel like this run is to set up for the next. That this is to get the experience. While there is experience on the squad of guys playing in the EPL, et cetera, right? that you need this to get you to the next four years when the hype around the U.S. men's national team is going to be even greater because it's getting played here, Canada, U.S., and Mexico. Is that a, is that a way to look at this? You know, to, not, I'm not trying to moral victory whatever happens, but I feel like this really is a setup and a process for what the next World Cup will be. Yeah, I, and I think that's probably like the rational way to look at it. Um, again, you, you know, you don't want to be rational, Austin. Country. <laughs> you really don't want to be. You do not want to be rational. Like, I can tell you're being measured about this right yeah. now. I'm trying to be like, hey, big picture. Here we go. You're like, damn it. They had a chance. Just say it. They blew it yesterday. They should have beat Wales. That's what you're trying to say. They did. Yeah. In, in a sense, they did. Um, yeah. It was a big missed opportunity. But I think, to your point, um, like, I think right now we kind of want to have our cake eating it too, where it's like, yeah, we have all these really young, talented players that are playing at some of the biggest clubs in the world. We should mm -hmm. be competing. But then when things don't really go our way, it's like, well, the next one's the one for us. Right. Gotcha. And so it's like, at some point we need to decide who we want to be. It's like plenty of other countries around the world have players that are the same ages as ours mm -hmm. and they are carrying the load for their team. If you look at England, you look at Jude Bellingham who played center mid for England. Um, unbelievable performance. Uh, you know, not making any excuses for, for guys like that. And, and he has more talent around him. So it's not exactly a one-to-one, -one, but um, yeah, like at some point we got to, you know, make the decision who, who do we want to be, you know, and what are we asking of, of, of our players? Austin Deleuze, formerly NCFC uh, here talking some world cup. Hey man, we appreciate it. Um, what do you, what are you gonna do for the England game? I'm going to be at home actually uh, doing Thanksgiving, you know, with my parents. So it'll be fun. Get to watch it with my son, with my dad and um, send the prayers up, man, that we can keep it tight at least. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, man. Shock the world. That's what I always say. Yeah. Shock the world. Yeah. Austin, appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks, Joe.